0: reading from the book of Acts. Brothers, listen. We are here to proclaim that through this man, Jesus, there is forgiveness for your sins. Everyone who believes in him is made right in God's sight, something the law of Moses can never do. Be careful. Don't let the prophet's words apply to you. For they said, look, you mockers, be amazed and die. For I am doing something in your own day, something you wouldn't believe, even if someone told you about it. As Paul and Barnabas left the synagogue that day, the people begged them to speak about these things again the next week. Many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, and the two men urged them to continue to rely on the grace of God. The following week, almost the entire city turned out to hear them preach the word of the Lord. But when some of the Jews saw the crowds, they were jealous. So they slandered Paul and argued against whatever he said. Then Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and declared, It was necessary that we first preach the word of God to you Jews. But since you have rejected it and judged yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we will offer it to the Gentiles. For the Lord gave us this command when he said, I have made you a light to the Gentiles to bring salvation to the farthest corners of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were very glad and thanked the Lord for his message, and all who were chosen for eternal life became believers. So the Lord's message spread throughout that region. Then the Jews stirred up the influential religious women and the leaders of the city, and they incited a mob against Paul and Barnabas and ran them out of town. So they shook the dust from their feet as a sign of rejection and went to the town of Iconium, And the believers were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. The word of the Lord. Greetings, One Fellowship family and friends.
1: Pastor Paul here, and I am so excited to share with you from Acts chapter 13 today. But before we dive into this passage, would you bow your heads with me as I share a brief word of prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth In the meditations of our hearts, be pleasing in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. And in the oldest prayer of the church, I pray, Come, Holy Spirit, come. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, the title of my message today is Grab the Lifeline. And I want to begin by asking this question When is the last time you were saved from trouble? Every year, our family takes an annual trip up to the mountains of the Carolinas. And just a week ago, my daughter and I were saved from trouble on a white water rafting excursion. You see, we went to the Natahala Outdoor Center. Anyone been to the Natahala Outdoor Center? We went to the one specifically dedicated to the Chattooga River, and we were told we would have a blast, and lo and behold, it was one of the best adventures our family ever went on. The river raft guides, they said our goal is safety and fun, and with that, they gave us all sorts of instructions. First, they took our temperatures to make sure we were COVID free. Then they gave us helmets. You can see the helmets in this picture beside me to keep our heads safe. They gave us life vests that they made sure were fitting nice and snug. And then they gave us instructions as to how to paddle and be guided down the river, and then how to stay safe if we happen to be dumped out of our boat. And I don't know if you've ever gone rafting, but they tell you to keep your toes up and your butt up as you go down the river outside of the boat. That way you don't knock your noggin. Believe it or not, that came in handy for our family. And the last thing they told us with instructions was, hey, at the bottom of all the class four and five rapids, there's going to be a guide there with a lifeline. So just in case we can't pull you back into the boat and just in case you're going wildly down the rapids, toes up, butt up, just look for the lifeline For the safety rope that the guide below the rapids will throw your way. So at one point during this excursion after lunch, here's a picture of our family. uh, Without Blaze, he was in another boat. But there's Caitlin Ramey with the yellow helmet. There's my daughter, Sailor Caden. I'm right behind Sailor. And uh, we were going down these rapids. We didn't do so well to begin with. In fact, this is a picture of a class four rapids where we're going down it. Backwards, not as planned, but we survived. And lo and behold, we almost all fell out in this picture, another class four rapids. Uh, But it got really scary at one point for me as a dad. When we were invited to go into this one place called the Whirlpool that would rock your boat all over the place. And as we're rocking all over the place, I had my daughter, Sailor, uh, grasped in one arm and Caitlin in another arm. And before you know it, our, our boat did a nosedive into the rapids and Sailor disappeared. I start screaming, Sailor! Sailor! And I see nothing. So what do I do? I dive into the frigid waters And lo and behold, about 10, 15 yards down the river, Sailor pops up. I hear the guide say, grab the rope. And I grabbed my daughter and I grabbed the rope. And she said, dad, I'm fine. I'm fine. No big deal. I think she was a little embarrassed. And you know what? Sailor was fine. Ultimately, she was fine, not because of my bravery, but because the guides had created a master plan to keep her safe. And this story points to our big idea, our big takeaway from our passage this week, which is this. In a world of uncertainty, Jesus is the lifeline of God's master plan. In a world of uncertainty, Jesus is the lifeline of God's master plan. So let's begin unpacking this truth today. Point one, God has a plan. So we are in the middle of Acts chapter 13, and I'd like to provide a brief recap of our story thus far. The book of Acts is all about the acts of the early church taking the love and message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to the very ends of the earth. Here we see Paul and Barnabas in a city called Pisidian Antioch. It's northwest of Israel. It's about 125 miles off the coast, straight uphill, 3,600 feet above sea level. And as I shared the last time I preached, it would have taken them about a week just to hike from the coast where they sailed in to get to Pisidian Antioch. Their whole motivation was to share the love of Jesus with that city. So they went to the synagogue and they sat there and they were eventually asked to share what message they were bringing. And so the last time I preached, I preached about how God has a plan and God has always been faithful to those who trust in him. And what Paul does, the apostle Paul, not me, but what Paul does, Um, In the first half of his message here in Acts chapter 13, he essentially provides a summary of the Old Testament in God's faithfulness. He says, in the face of racial and economic injustice in Egypt, God rescued his people. In the face of ingratitude and grumbling in the wilderness, God endured his people. In the face of lawlessness and helplessness, God provided for his people. And in the face of sinfulness and hopelessness, God redeems his people. And then in verse 32, Paul's message pivots. He moves from talking about the past to the present. He moves from talking about promises spoken to promises fulfilled. He moves from talking about the need for salvation to the offer of salvation. I imagine Paul was look, looking at his listeners right in the eyes when he shared verse 32, which reads, "And now we are here to bring the good news. The promise was made to our ancestors, and God has now fulfilled it for us, their descendants." by raising Jesus. He goes on to then share what our passage shares today, which is this, brothers, listen. We're here to proclaim that through this man, Jesus, there's forgiveness for your sins. Everyone who believes in him is made right in God's sight, something the law of Moses could never do. See, friends, God has a plan and in his plan, there's a lifeline and his name is Jesus. Right now, we're living in uncertain times, aren't we? Some of us don't know where our health stands. Some of us don't know where our friendships or even marriage stand. Some of us don't know where our job stands stands. Some of us don't even know where our faith stands. And we've listened to people throughout the years share what we need to do to find security. If you get that award, if you get that degree, if you just get that job, if you just get that promotion, if you get that body, if you get that relationship, If you get that house, if you get that retirement account, or if you get those 1,500 friends on Instagram or Facebook, you will be set for life. Friends, if the COVID crisis teaches us anything, let let it teach us that we're not the masters of the universe. We are not the source of lasting joy or security. We are not in control of our own destiny. That claim, that promise belongs only to one, and his name is Jesus. And this leads me to point two. We all have a choice. Our passage presents both an invitation and a warning. First, the invitation Verse 39, everyone who believes in him is made right in God's sight, something the law of Moses could never do. And what's beautiful about the gospel message is it doesn't place qualifiers on who can be accepted into the fold. No matter who you are or what you've done, God says you're welcome to receive this good news. Everyone Who believes in him is made right in God's sight. But then there's the warning of verses 40 and 41, which in the message reads, watch out cynics, look hard, watch your world fall to pieces. I'm doing something right before your eyes that you won't believe, though it's staring you in the face. What Paul is saying is we all have a choice. Caden, Sailor, Blaze, Caitlin, Will, Jonathan, Tiffany, Taylor. We all have a choice. We can either place our trust in Jesus or ourselves. We can either grab the lifeline or keep floating down the river on our own. Now, here's what's unique about this moment. Because of the pandemic, we are not meeting together in person as a whole church body like we usually do. For the first time in a long time, you have the opportunity to personally reflect on where you stand with Jesus. Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? Are you trusting him to keep grow and guide you right now in your life? Are there things in your life that are claiming your time and attention that provide no eternal value? In these uncertain times, are you trusting Jesus with your family and your future? As I lead my own family in the church, I am hearing God call me to a fresh Place of surrender. He's calling me to simple faith, simple trust, and simple living. I'm reminded that I am not in control, God is. And that's bringing me peace. Just like the guides stood on the shore of the Shutuga river and screamed for sailor and for me to grab the rope god is calling each one of us to place our trust in jesus afresh and anew and what paul is saying here in our passage is this friends don't miss this moment don't miss the lifeline Put your trust in Jesus right now. In a world of uncertainty, Jesus is the lifeline of God's master plan. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you would search us and know us and see all of those things we're grasping or seeking to hold on to outside of you. And God, would you untangle our hearts? Would you untangle our lives? For those who need to trust in you for the first time ever, I invite you to repeat these words God, in the name of Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I come to you as I am and I believe you came to save me and offer me this lifeline. Would you do that for me right now? God, would you do that for those we love? Would all those in our homes be called into a fresh or even new relationship with you? May we hold you tight knowing that you are the only source of lasting security and joy. We pray this for our satisfaction in your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.